0: Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple good financial decisions you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 159 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And here we are in mid-January, and uh, like so many people, we have uh, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? And one of them this year was to drop a bunch of pounds and get, get healthy and do a detox.
1: That's a, that's a pretty common one, I think, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, most people by now, so so today's what, the 16th, 17th? Mm-hmm. Most people have probably given yeah, up. Yeah, they gave up by <laughs> now, for sure. But we're still <laughs> alive and kicking, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, so what are we doing with the detox? What do you? Yeah, I
1: mean, that? I think the reason that we're still going strong is because we we decided to do a detox. We've done it before. I think we've even done podcasts on it before, uh, but it's a 21 day uh, program. And I think that's why we're on it because it's a program and you stick to the program. It's not, it's not just a vague, I'm going to eat better this year, right? Or I'm going to work out this year. It's a, uh, you have to follow the steps. So it's strict. It is strict. Yeah. A lot of fruit and vegetables, shakes, all that good stuff. But, uh, Man, every time I do it, it's eye opening how much better you feel.
0: Oh, I feel great. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. So, uh, one byproduct is losing weight, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm down like eight pounds.
1: Yeah. How about you? I'm uh, I'm about fourteen. Nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. Feels good. Yeah, that's great. So one thing that I wanted to point out on the detox is that we're all doing it together, right? Mm-hmm. All six of us at right. peak, and so you have this kind of herd mindset. We're a cohort, we're a team, we're doing it together and we can hold each other accountable. Right? Yeah. Like when Patty has a Coke on her desk, then yeah. we'll know, like she's not going to do that because we're in the detox. <laughs> right. Because right? yeah. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, after 21 days, right. The idea is that you reintroduce, uh, certain foods, but what I find cause I've done this for like five years mm-hmm. and maybe, more than one time a year mm-hmm. is that, uh, you don't want to stop yeah, because you feel so good. And then mm-hmm. gradually you introduce this and that, maybe you, uh, you have a late night out and all of a sudden, you know, you're off the rails mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get back on. Right. So the idea is just to keep it going as long as you can.
1: Keep it going. Yeah, definitely. And I do think one of the things that I think stands out to me doing it is, um, the things you crave change, right? I don't, I don't, no, I don't crave the sugar. Like I used to crave the sugar. Now I'm thinking, oh man, I can go home like grilled chicken salad. That's going to be great. Right? <laughs> and it's like exciting to think about, you know, how those tastes have changed and hopefully help you kind of carry it on into a, you know, longer time.
0: Yeah. And when you're doing it together, it's kind of like being held accountable by a coach, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, that's kind of what we do in financial planning, right? We're, we're your coach, we're in your corner. And, you know, we're we're helping call the play, but the players on the field execute, right? So we can't do everything, right? But we can help you um, be held accountable with certain things, whatever you're trying to accomplish with your goals. Mm -hmm. So there's a little, you know, parallel there. Yeah, that's good. Um, Okay, so today's topic is the Hopwood 2023 personal financial plan. So in the years past, this has gotten some good...
1: Yeah, I think people always like to know, is is my advisor just saying it because, you know, for whatever reason, or is he actually believe it? So I think this is the the opportunity to say, look, we practice what we preach, we do these things because uh, we think they're the best thing to do.
0: Okay, so uh, where, where should we start?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I guess just right off the bat, you know, we've done it before, but anything stand out to you as being a big change or anything you're doing dramatically different than in the past or any there, kind of there's different one-
0: approach? one thing in terms of a different approach and that is with debt. So, we've talked many times about, you know, wanting to to be debt-free and that's a great goal to have and certainly for retirement, okay? Mm-hmm. So, we're 43 this year. Kids the kids are uh, 15, 13 and 6. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sophomore in high school, your college is still a little bit away, but in terms of debt, uh, we have some mortgages in place. On our personal house, which we use that debt to purchase investment properties, and then two other of the investment properties have debt as well. So like a year ago, if you would have asked me, mindset would be, you know, all positive excess cash flow to hammer those Mm -hmm. and accelerate the payoff. Mm -hmm. And now they're, you know, one of them's in the twos, the other like 3%. And so now with mortgages, like in the 6 and 7% range, yeah. it's much less of an urgency. And I don't know if that is just me or if a lot of people are thinking the same way, but I, I'm, I'm thinking that's cheap money mm-hmm. and we don't need to be so aggressive. I still certainly don't want to just have it on a 30-year. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to pay extra, but in terms of every last dollar, I don't feel that need. So that's a little bit of a shift of a mindset, mm-hmm. um, but if you say the retirement goal is you know sixty, mm-hmm. then then certainly they'll be on seventeen years or, or shorter. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I think that makes sense, um, and I think uh, I think the important thing to point out when you talk about you know having debt, uh, I think there's an important distinction to be made between carrying debt to buy some some to buy stuff. Versus carrying debt as an investment property, right? It's a it's a pretty big difference what you're doing by having that debt, but it does make sense, you know. If you can make four percent in the money market, risk free, you can pay two and a half, three percent in you know mortgage interest. It's a compelling argument, I suppose, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm loving the money market too. So <laughs> so that's kind of another mindset shift. Is, uh, you know, we're we're thinking about like a remodeling project and everything. I don't know how much that will cost, but you know, I don't want to take on that expense if we have a recession and market uncertainty, but I do want to try and save ahead for something like that. Mm-hmm. And if there is you know, a, a recession or a deep recession, we want cash, mm-hmm. okay? And so a goal for 23 is to, to try and hoard some cash, and if you're making 4% on that cash, that's not such a bad thing.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen uh, fixed rates Paying that kind of return. So,
0: yeah. So, if you can make four, um, you could, you know, pile up some money and you could easily use that to pay off debt. But I don't feel that sense of urgency like before. Mm-hmm. Remember, money money markets were zero and mortgages were three. Right. And, you know, I just wanted it gone. But now it's a little different. Yeah. I feel like at three, I have a great deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you do. Kind of a discounted, uh, discounted.
0: Well, like if we hurry up and pay that off and then all of a sudden something else comes up where we want to access that capital again, you're paying right. over six.
1: Yeah, we used to talk to people about paying it off, taking out a home equity line, and then you can always use that, but now you're paying off 3% debt to take on 5.5% debt. You yeah. Know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, so. Exactly right. I think that's a good, uh, you know, smart, smart approach. Yeah. So what else? You know, you're Mr. Roth, right? Do you still, uh, are you still believing in it? Or are you still? Concentrating on getting your, as much into Roth as you can.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm maxing out the Roth, and now the limit is twenty two thousand five hundred mm-hmm. for twenty twenty three. My wife is maxing out her Roth four hundred one k, the same amount. Plus, we already did the back doors. Yeah. Which is now sixty five hundred each. hmm. And if you're over fifty, the four hundred one ks are up to thirty thousand. Mm hmm. And the Roth IRAs are what seventy five hundred. I think, uh, yeah, 7,500, 7, yep, yeah. Yep. So we're maxing out on all those. And then also HSA. Some people call me Mr. HSA, not as many though. <laughs> I don't want to confuse the, our yeah, followers. Yeah,
1: They know you as Mr. Roth, right? So here's <laughs> something else. So obviously, okay, you know, we like to get new money into Roth. What about Roth conversions?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I got really excited in 2021, mm-hmm. right? When, when I started really going with Roth and I did some big conversions, which were very regrettable um, in hindsight because the market was down so bad last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I kind of put the cart before the horse kind of thing, (laughs) Uh showing some impatience, you know, and I I wish I would have waited on that. Okay. Because I paid tax at a high level and now the value is down a lot. So for this year it's it's on the radar. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to see how last year's taxes turned out too. Yeah. You know, because when you're a small business owner, it's it's different than if you just have a W-2. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, of moving parts and, you know, I just want to really be sure what the taxes look like in 22 because in, in 22, I did do some smaller conversions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, those will not be regrettable, you know, in hindsight. Right. You know?
1: <laughs> right, and you say regrettable because, I mean, an ideal time to do a Roth conversion is when the market's down. Right. In twenty one yeah. the market was up, so in twenty twenty two when the market was down, that would have been a more ideal time to do it because you're converting at a lower price. Yeah. And then all the, the growth when the on the market rebound now is tax free forever. Exactly. Exactly. Understood. Yeah. You mentioned your HSA. Yeah. Why don't you talk about how, how you think of that? I mean it's nice you get a pre tax, you know, deduction on that, but but tell us more about why you why would somebody consider calling you Mr. HSA as opposed to Mr. Roth?
0: Well, the HSA is actually more attractive than Roth because mm-hmm. of the triple tax free, because you take all the benefits of a pre-tax 401 and all the benefits of a Roth, and you marry it together. So you get that deduction. Mm-hmm. What is it this year? 7,000 and some change? 7,800
1: maybe? Um, it, yeah, it's definitely up in the upper limits of 7. It's an awkward number. Three last year, yeah. It is.
0: Yeah, so I have it set. So every month on the first of the month, that money goes into the HSA mm-hmm. and I use HSA bank.com who is linked to Ameritrade. So mm-hmm. when you have a balance over a thousand dollars in the bank account, it automatically sweeps excess cash into Ameritrade, which can be invested. So that's how I do it. And I do not use the account for any expenses medical wise, mm-hmm. pay the medical expenses out of pocket and let the HSA grow. And you know, I think maybe it was like 2017 when the light bulb went off mm-hmm. went on to start doing this and maybe I'm wrong about that year maybe it was a year before or a year after but you know the HSA is like 50 grand mm-hmm. and I'm like wow like that can really be worth a lot of money in retirement for a medical
1: yeah
0: and so many people are not taking full advantage what I mean by that is they're funding the HSA but then they're using it for medical expenses
1: right right the next month when the bills come up they, they yeah. tap it and use it yeah
0: yeah and i realize you know sometimes you have to mm-hmm. but if we want if we want to have the full advantage of the HSA we take the pre-tax deduction going in and then we invest it and it grows over time and that earnings is deferred mm-hmm. the taxes on the earnings is deferred and then when we pull it out on a qualified withdrawal, it's tax free. Yeah. So, so if you if you miss the middle part, yeah, then that's a big loss. Yeah, it is. Big opportunity cost. hmm Okay, so it's covered some mindset shift, Roth, mm-hmm. you know, future contributions. We're yeah. also adding um, to our after tax brokerage account every month Mm -hmm. so this has been happening forever Mm -hmm. the idea is we want to have in retirement some pre-tax money okay Mm -hmm. like a traditional 401k we want to have Roth as much as we can get Mm -hmm. Roth slash slash HSA Mm -hmm. and then we want to have an after-tax brokerage account where it can be used for anything it could be used to pay for college it could be used to pay off a debt it can be used for retirement income and the taxes are sub- subject to capital gains only. Mm-hmm. So I wanna have all three stools, all three legs of that stool yeah. where we can manage our taxes in retirement.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. The flexibility that you know, a taxable account has is great. So you know, when we talk about money markets and stuff, we talk a lot about that can be the type of account that you put that extra bank money into and now we invest in that money market account where we can earn on that money. You know, you want to make sure we're earning on bank money, we're earning on safe money, are earning on that emergency fund because it's accessible. You know, through an account like that.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly right. So uh, if I were counseling people, I'd say you have your cash, cash at the bank. You have your, you know, savings account, your emergency fund in the money market, and then if you still have excess. Mm-hmm. Um, money beyond what you need for an emergency fund. That's your brokerage account mm-hmm. and that can earn the market returns.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, that's, it, it can be, you can be conservative or aggressive in an mm-hmm. account like that. Yeah. So speaking of risk, you know, after going through a year like last year, you've always been an aggressive investor. H- how has last year impacted your thoughts on investment risk? Well, you know,
0: we're human just like Anyone with with investment risk, and I gotta say, like last May, because we're we're, we're aggressive, okay, mm-hmm. and I have leverage and margin and some options and all that thing, all those add risk, okay. Mm-hmm. In May, you know, I was just banging my head against the wall mm-hmm. because basically, if you look at the chart, uh, it wasn't that like the Dow or the S and P was so bad in May. I mean, it was down. But the nasdaq just fell out of bed mm-hmm. that's those technology stocks the
1: high growth companies yeah. they
0: just the bottom just fell out and so i was in a lot of pain um and you know my uh you know we rebound rebounded from the lows mm-hmm. um in fact uh you know i don't know if the value is any much better than it was in may but mm-hmm. uh the lows were in october and we've had some rebound but i'm still aggressive right i still have not changed my strategy and I'm still adding right Mm -hmm. and and part of me says boy um maybe you know instead of with excess cash flow right maybe instead of paying off debt it should be you know going into buying the dip right I think Mm -hmm. a lot about that long and hard and then I realize well if we have a project coming due, you know Mm -hmm. we don't want to take out additional debt for that at six and seven percent right and you could buy the market today and be down even more Mm -hmm. when the bill comes due for the project and so four percent is pretty good Mm -hmm. right so like we talk about with peak income conductor if you have a need that's coming due it's always better to to have money in cash
1: yeah and you mentioned it earlier too and to save in advance right when you have something coming up it's the right way to do it is to plan for it ahead of time, as opposed to getting there and saying, how are we going to pay for it? Right. And that's where we get into trouble with debt.
0: You reminded me of the Steve Martin SNL sketch. <laughs> that's sketch. a classic one. Yeah. yeah. He's like, so I buy it and then I pay for it. And she's like, <laughs> Amy Poehler, she's like, no, or no, uh, I forget the other guy, but Amy Poehler and Steve Martin, they mm-hmm. couldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, No you save the money and then you buy it. And they're like,
1: <laughs> like, was this a, yeah. <laughs> a brand new concept, right? right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, admittedly, we've used our equity line to purchase investment properties and then we pay it back aggressively. So I was kind of like Steve Martin in that case. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the difference is you bought an income producing property though, right? Yeah. As opposed to a new toy. Right, yeah, That's exactly. where I like to draw the difference on debt.
0: But I did go to the boat show on Uh-oh. Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. Tempting. It's so much, though. <laughs> it's like so expensive, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. These new pontoons.
1: <sighs> yeah. So, so you showed restraint Yeah. In a new one this year? I, I That's escaped. That's not in the plan? I escaped. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um. Well, good. I don't know if there any other, you know, as far as... Protection, you know, insurance, estate planning—anything there that worth worth noting or mentioning?
0: No changes with any of those things, but I, the you know, talking about life insurance. So we have a few new clients that brought in, they transferred in big, big time, universal and whole life policies, mm-hmm. where they're adding book bu- buku bucks mm-hmm. each year as the premiums, and I have one of those. It's twenty grand for the premium, which is like a big expense. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the idea is that it's a supercharged Roth, right? So if you, you know, if you contribute between age forty and sixty, then between sixty and whatever age, it should kick out tax-free, tax-free income, income yeah. because of the way insurance works. Uh, and talking to, you know, seeing some of these plans, you know, working for a change. I mean, I've seen quite a few blow up in my day. That's why I don't preach. Yeah. You know, I see on TikTok and Instagram these, these financial people talking about mm-hmm. banking on yourself using the life insurance policy. It's madness to me. Mm-hmm. Just sick. Yeah, I don't know how, how these guys can do it. Yeah, I don't think dangerous. it'll work. Yeah. I'm not a believer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, I am a believer if it's done right. It's called a LIRP, L-I-R-P, Life Insurance Retirement Plan. It's not for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it can work if it's done right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm I'm happy that I have that. Yeah, it's just been a few years, but uh, just reinforced that that concept.
1: Yeah, th- that is true. But like you said, it is it's for the r- it's got to be the right fit, and it's not definitely not the right fit for everybody. Right, right. Uh, so I think maybe that's about it. I think that covers it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. Good. Well, there's the 2023 Hopwood Personal Hopwood Financial Plan. And if you'd like to learn more, you can visit us at peakwm.com. You've been listening to certified financial planner, Nick Hopwood, and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.